theory of Pythagoras deals with the lengths of the sides of a right angle triangle. The theory of Pythagoras deals with the lengths of the sides of a right angle triangle. The theory of Pythagoras deals with the lengths of the sides of a right angle triangle. An isosceles triangle is a triangle with two congruent sides. An isosceles triangle is a triangle with two congruent sides. Isosceles triangle is a triangle with two congruent sides. Find x of six x minus eight equals four x plus two. Um. Our Lady, Virgin Mother, Mary, here I am at your grotto, in your home patch, because I need to ask you a favour. And I'll start you off with your favourite. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. I look. I look, here are the facts. I'm dead. Dead. Dead, if I don't pass this exam. I, I tried to study Mary. Honestly, now I do try, but I'm so busy. And Sister Maria will kill me if I don't do well in this one. She, you know better than anyone that she blabs everything to Mamma in prayer group. She's had it in for me since that day. She caught me with Peter in the art class. But I only brought him in because I needed to draw his face. He has a nice face, Mary. It's great to draw. It's got very good bone structure. Anyway, I have to pass this exam or I'm not allowed to stay in my extra art classes and I badly need to get my project finished. Yeah, I know this might seem a bit abrupt now, but look, I just tell it like it is. And yeah, you might think I'm being ungrateful, because I know I'm only praying to you now when I'm asking you this big favour, but I promise you that if I pass, I will pray more. Or, you know what, I could bring you some flowers or something, because the place is looking fierce, weedy. Don't you like gardening, no? And, and I thought I'd go straight to yourself first, rather than up to himself, because I thought... You were a girl once, before you were a statue. And you probably hated geometry too. Well, I don't know if you even had to do it back then. They never tell us in religion what you were like, other than being mammy to Jesus and a virgin. But I mean before all that, before Gabriel popped down to you and dropped that big baby bombshell on you, there must have been some subject or chore that you absolutely hated. Well, that's me in maths. Oh, I just don't have a mathematical side to my brain. And I thought you're probably sick of looking down at... Well, who's your one? Poor old Mary Magdalene, praying up at you? Christ, her niece must be killing her at this stage. I'm guessing she wasn't asking for help with a maths test too, no? No. Don't let her innocent face fool you now. She was meant to have been a right dirty scut. I know all about her. They, they even named laundries after her. She was so dirty. And she did all right in the end, didn't she, Mary? Ending up as Jesus' favourite. And not only that, but she's a saint too. Now, I'm not asking for sainthood, and I definitely don't want laundries named after me or anything like that. All I want is help with my maths test, and I promise I will study in future. And I'll bring you something nice. Some nice blossoms. Now, like, like in that hymn. Oh Mary, we crown thee with blossoms today. Queen of the angels and queen of the May. Oh Mary, we crown thee with blossoms today. Queen... Oh, I won't be able to crown you with them though because you're up too high. You understand? Okay. Thanks Mary. I'm counting on you now. Then the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. And the two Marys. Amen. You must get lonely up there though, stuck up there.
hidden away in this little corner in your Marion grotto. Who the hell was Marion anyway? Was it her bright idea to leave you stuck up there in all weather? Only the little birds for company. Well, I suppose you're so high all right. You have the view of the road, so cars passing must be a bit of excitement for you. Oh, and you have a great view of the plains. Birds, I view them whizzing past you. Lucky thing. And I see you have the smokers. And all them going on the hop from school too, probably, but I suppose they're not your type. But maybe you'd like any bit of company. I bet you could tell some stories. Well, I mean, if you could speak. I bet people come here and tell you all sorts of secrets. Things a lot more interesting than my maths problems. You're an easy person to confess to Mary because you don't answer back. You just smile away down at us all. You're a lot more appealing than Father Sweeney in that grotty confession box. Oh, no matter what I say, he lobs the whole feckin' rosary on me in between his coughing fits. And not to mention Mrs. Bridie Foley, who nearly falls into the box trying to get a listen in and pretending then she's dropped her glove or something if I come out and catch her in the act. Oh, I just dropped my glove there. I'm sorry. I've done my wheel. I've done my wheel. But it would be so much nicer if instead of that I could just come here and have the chats with you instead. What do you think, Mary? Do we have a deal? If all goes well with the mats, I'll be back here with some flowers. You don't look convinced. I mean what I say. You're probably not used to that here. And I'm going to leave something pretty precious with you here now so you know I mean business. I'll have to leave it with herself, Mary Mags, because, you know, you're up too high. Now, this is actually Joanna's. It's my little sis. So I am going to need this bracelet back. It's just alone now, okay? Right. See you later, ladies. I wish me luck with the mats. Sure, that can't be right. No. I see you're so important. Do you, you only need the one name? Like Blondie or what else is there? Prince or Madonna? I think you really did hear me the last day, Mary, because I passed. I passed. <laughs> I know, even though I did no study at all. On the day, in a strange way, I almost enjoyed it. Getting lost in it. I was there figuring them all out as if it was a matter of life or death. Well, it was, like I said. Sister Maria was going to have my head on the block if I failed. Heads will roll, ladies, and there'll be wigs on the green. It went really well, so thank you. Now you look surprised to see me back. I keep my promises. And here's some, uh, some... I don't know what they are, but I bet they were nice when they weren't dying. Ah, what did you expect? I had no money to get your proper bunch. And I tore my feckin' skirt. Look, falling into Eileen Brophy's garden, picking them for you. 
I saw through the window that she was asleep, so I thought now was my chance, and I bloody went for it. But then my fucking hay fever kicked in, and I picked them, I started sneezing like mad, and the sound of the sneeze woke her up. Her curtains started fluttering like mad. I died behind her shed till live at three started and distracted her. Thank you, Thelma Mansfield. So look, I hope these will do. Hey, and thank you too, Mary Mags. And as a token of my appreciation, I've decided to make you a part of my art project. Women of Strength. It's the title Miss Lynch gave us. I think you'll be perfect. Now, I'm going to be honest, you're not replacing Amy Johnson as the centrepiece because that goes without saying. And maybe now not quite as prominent a place as Bonnie Tyler, but I will definitely, definitely piece you in. Where till I draw you? Hey, and none of this moving statue tricks on me. There is something interesting about you. You're not quite like all the other saints, are you? You look... Sad. Oh, and like Peter, and, and all great faces for art, you have excellent bone structure. Perfectly symmetrical. Now that's the only maths term I know. See, art's my favourite subject, in case you're a bit slow on the uptake there. But I do love English too. I love reading because it's like escaping into an imaginary world or hopping on an imaginary plane. Hannah, please state your destination. Taking me anywhere at all, really, as long as it's fucking far away from... I'm staying at Martha's tonight. We have to cram for that stupid catechism test. Oh, God, no offence, I didn't... Martha's my best friend, but... Maybe she doesn't need to know about our little chats. So she might just get jealous. So when I see her, I'm going to keep it quiet about ye, okay? My new pals. It doesn't mean I'm not grateful. I just don't want to sound like a loon and get carted off to St. Brendan's. for a bit of peace. Last thing I need now is you getting all high and mighty on me too. Big cross head up on you. Well, I suppose it is harder to have a laugh when you're up the duff at 14. Or whatever age you're. Son of God or not, Mary, I bet there were times you wanted to give God the Father himself the biggest kick in the... For just not leaving you alone and allowing you to do normal things like... like talking to yourself. Am I? Is that what I'm doing here? Am I just talking to myself? I don't mean to disrespect you, Mary. I just think things must have been hard for you. Sister Helen says women got stoned for getting preggers in the olden days. See, you were lucky with Joseph. And Mary Magshaw, weren't you lucky with Jesus? That stopped your stoning. So every girl just needs a good Joseph and Jesus round the place. Ah, please don't be cross, Mary. I already got an earful from Sister Maria for being late for school, and that wasn't my fault. It was Mam's cooking. 
Eggs, bacon, sausages, pudding, every form of animal carcass imaginable. First thing in the morning, the full Irish. Did you have the equivalent of that in your day, like a, a full Nazareth? I didn't even see it. It was the smell of the thing. And then I had to go and skip the queue and pound down the bathroom door to finally get my head over the bowl. And it was strange, because usually after getting sick I feel better, but this was... Of course, it could have been that shot of Jemison I had last night with Martha outside the copper pot. Oh, <laughs> Mr Farley's the best man to bring the drink out to us. Hey, you're on young ones, girls. You might as well enjoy life. Let the hair down. Woo. Of course, he'd rather us let something else down, too. <laughs> he promised us the full bottle for a kiss. Didn't feel like getting too close to his foxy white moustache. I'd say moustaches must be mad ticklish, are they, Mary Mags? sure all the men had them in your day, because they know Gillette. And you always know what Farley had to eat that day, because half it lodges right inside his beard. That day he was after a rake of Kit Kats. But don't be alarmed about him, Mary. He is completely harmless. He's just lonely. And at least he's man enough to admit it. He told me once he went off to join your folk, off into the priesthood he went, but he had to come out again because he just loved women too much. Couldn't live without them. The only problem was no woman could live with him. And one night, Mary, he was down in the copper pot, giving it his usual gusto, well into the verses of Danny Farrell, and he stopped suddenly and... Women love them. They don't want me. Whiskey, that's my friend. It made me feel sad. But I loved him for being honest. Loved him for not being one way in public and another behind closed doors because those people are the worst, Mary. But we don't talk about that. Confession time. I have not done one ounce of study for my catechism test. Not, not a bit. You should just be grateful that I'm not meeting Peter tonight. Because he asked me. He asked me to come by the black ball and I said I might but I don't feel like it. Mum's angry that I'm spending another night at Martha's but I just can't bloody stand it in that house. And Danny spilled a can all over my sketchy, Mary. And then he said it was my fault for leaving it lying around the place. I'd like to see him use that excuse if he spilled drink all over my father's prayer book, which was right next to it on the table and didn't get a spatter. I remain pristine. Hell to pay. Well, we triple decades of the rosary for that one. The sharpest beads. I do feel bad for leaving Joanna, though. Poor thing. Mum probably guilted her into watching the late late. You ah, sit down and watch your Uncle Gabe with me now like a good girl. Promised you I'd stay tomorrow. And I cheered her up good before I left. Oh, did I what? I went through the entire lot of them, all the sisters. We did a full-scale production. The old trusty tea towels made the perfect habits. The convent of mercy meets chips. The big finale. When a regular all-girl convent school meets the Californian Highway Patrol... Sister Maria meets Eric Estrada. Oh, oh, Officer Frank, you'd give a sister a bad habit. Joanna thought it was the best thing ever. She nearly choked laughing. She said I'd make a terrible nun. But she doesn't the whole place know that. She begged me not to go. She just kept on saying, please, Hannah, Hannah, please stay. Just please, please stay. 
So this time, Mary, I'm not asking for myself. I want you to take care of Jo. I know she's only a year younger than me, but look, she's the baby of the family. She's not as, as tough as I am. Will you do that for me, Mary? Just look after my little sis. Please. You're a superb model, Mary Mags. Superb because you don't move. Peter's always itching and twitching. He says he gets distracted quite easily because the artist is so sexy. He can't keep still. Well, you seem to be having no trouble, Mary Mag, so clearly I'm not your type. I think I've captured something about you. And you wouldn't notice at first now you'd have to really look at you, like I do. Maybe Miss Lynch is right. Maybe I do have a future in art. Thank God she's teaching there and it's not all a load of holy feckin' Marys. Oh God, I didn't mean holy Marys now like he, I'm, I, I, you know what I mean. I love art, but everyone keeps saying there's no jobs in art. And if I am going to dream big, and go for some job that no one else thinks I should, then I want to be a pilot. Yeah, I said it, I said it, I want to be a pilot! Thanks for not laughing at me, Mary. Can you imagine it though? Just to be up there, to be flying high, where the clouds are your home and the sky is literally the limit. Amelia Earhart did it. She did. Back in 1928, she was the first woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean. The planes must have been terrifying back then. But she just did it. I often think what that must have felt like to be up there in control of a flying machine, looking down on everyone. And I'd look down at Kill Thomas, and it would be just a lonely little dot on my radar. I shall be incomparably above and beyond you all. Cathy said that in Wuthering Heights. I might add her into the sketch, actually. If I've room, i better finish yourself first. I'm meeting Peter later, Mary. Don't look at me like that. God, I could swear sometimes your face moves. I could have you in the papers. Moving Kill Thomas Grotto now, world famous. But I'm a far cry from that little Bernadette in that boring four-hour film they made us sit through in religion. Me and little Bernie wouldn't have got on at all. Nah, she's not pilot material. Peter says he's getting worried that I'm going off him. So I tried to make a joke of it by asking, well, what's your use by date? But he didn't find that very funny. He's the one who packed himself off to England for the whole summer, not giving me a second thought. Sure, he could have had loads of women over there. Exotic English women. I'm not going off him, it's just sometimes I prefer talking to him. Or other times that I'm just not in the mood to get all handsy. And I try and avoid it by complaining of bad period pains, because you know one mention to men of that word and they just turn green. What did you do in your day, Mary, about the monthly visitor? God, things must have been right awkward back then for ye. I wonder what word ye had for it. 
Sister Helen tells us that it's the, the female burden. That it's punishment for all women since Eve got herself tangled up with that nasty snake in the garden. That, it, that it's our once a month bloody sacrifice. Uh. Well, Miss Lynch says that's all a load of rubbish. Said it's the most natural thing in the world. And she gives a talk in her class over the correct insertion of tampons. Ah, see, you never had to worry about any of that nasty stuff, Mary. Being without sin and all. Well, maybe I'm turning into you because I didn't have mine for the last few months. Maybe they're setting me up for sainthood too, and I'll have my own statue. I haven't told anyone. Mam would only start lecturing that I'm not eating properly, and I do eat. I just don't like eating in that house. She tried to have a talk with me the other day, and said she's worried and that I can talk to her if there's something, if there's something wrong. But I can't help it if a bit of a brazen Scot slips out of me every now and then, can I? Like last Thursday, after PE class, I was in my shorts and I caught Sean O'Reilly, the caretaker. He was knee-deep in compost in that red rose bush and it was a bit clammy, so with his two top buttons of his overalls undone. His face spattered in a load of soil. He looked like one of those sexy fishermen on the cover of Mam's Mills and Boonstash. And I caught him looking at my pins and with her eyes locked and before he got a chance to pull away pretend he wasn't looking I touched my legs and whispered do you like them? I grew them myself and then his face matched the colour of the roses and Sister Helen was leering at his shoulder beside him are you alright there now Sean? is anything the better? see? can't help it must be the original sin breaking out in me but see, I'd rather be who I am than some withered-up old spinster like Bridie Foley, who takes utter pride that her facial hair rivals every farmer in Kill Thomas. Confession time, Mary. Yeah, I liked Sister Concepta about having my period to get out of PE class, but I, I had to skip the class to focus on my sketching. Although saying I have it every week should be as worrying as not getting it at all. I had to skip the classes to focus on my sketching, which I should be doing now, so please... No more interruptions, ladies. Your eyes are so sad, Mary Mags. The eyes are the windows to the soul. I can't remember who said that one now. Shakespeare, one of those old fellas. I don't know what a soul is. What is it really? And is there anyone who can see your soul? Wanted to stop by Mary because I won't see you for a while. I spoke to Claire today, my big sis, about going to stay with her in Dublin. Not sure whether to tell Peter or not, whether to bother. It's only for a short while. I was with him last night. No, Mary, not like that. We weren't on our own. It was up the black ball and his whole gang were there playing pool. Jimmy, Paul, Brian and Donal. And they all stopped playing when I walked in and had a right good look. Except for Donal. I hadn't seen him for a while. I wasn't expecting the full gang to be there. I thought that it might just be me and Peter so that we could talk properly. Seems like no one wants to talk with me much these days. Except you. 
and you just listen. It was a bit awkward with Donald being there. It's been awkward since the summer. Thanks to that old bag, Bridie Foley, and her unstoppable hairy gob. Sure, Betty, you can't be too sure these days. Can't be safe enough. I got a right fright myself the other day when I spotted the young Brennan girl. That wispy sort of one, Hannah, coming out of Peter O'Leary's house she was. What was she doing peering into Peter's house while he was in England? She was trying to case the place out, I'd say. Had her squinty eyes on the new TV set. Huh. I'm telling you, Mary, it's always the ones you least expect. And then she waited. She waited till she was in the butchers when Jimmy was on his shift so she could get a full audience for her gabby gob. And I just got a fright now as I thought it was going to be burglars. But then I thought it wasn't him now at all, but Paddy Carney's young fella Donald. Better safe than sorry, sure you have to be on the lookout. Oh, aren't you great, Bridie, aren't you feckin' great? Peter didn't give anyone else the keys because he trusts Donal. But it's the other lads. They kept winding him up about it and they kept on pushing. So I tried to reassure Peter. I had my arms around him and was kissing him and we got really close. But I mean, when he started undoing buttons, I pulled away. As you would, Mary. I'm sure you think I'm right. It's not as if I was going to let him undress me there in the pool hall, half a kill Thomas looking on. But because I pulled away, Jimmy saw a chance to tease. Oh, got yourself a right little prick tease there, Peter boy. Maybe Donald can help you. He's great at getting girls to loosen up. And Peter snapped. Pool stick in hand, he went for Jimmy. And Donald tried to hold Peter back, but that just made Peter worse and he turned his focus on Donald. He punched Donald hard in the face and Donald just looked at him. And then Jimmy picked up his pint glass and was going to smash it against Peter's face, but the pool stick protected Peter and it just bounced off it instead, leaving shattered glass and Guinness scattered across the table and floor. And I just wanted to scream. Yeah, you know why we girls like Donal? Because we can talk to him and we can be friends with him without thinking all he's trying to do is get into our knickers. He's not even into girls. I tried to, I wanted to run away, but... Brian caught me and he held me back, getting a good grope for himself in the process. I did my usual. I closed my eyes and I counted and I thought it would all be over soon. One, two, three, four. Say three, one more four, thing, five, Jimmy. One more five, thing about Donal and Hannah. One more thing, I dare you. Eight, nine. One more thing. All right, so I'll say what's pretty obvious, buddy. You were away, Donal was there, and it's pretty clear that she's stuck! And when I opened my eyes, he was there, standing right in front of me. My father's presence was enough to make everyone still. He stared at me in silence for what seemed like forever, but it was probably only a few seconds. Broken only by Jack Duggan behind the till in a husky croak. Sorry, Matthew. I just thought things got a bit out of hand. Apologies, Jack. I'll bring her home.
and all I could hear was that sound of the crushed glass by our feet as my father led me by the arm out the door. And no one looked at us. No one's eyes met mine. Everyone who couldn't take their eyes off the action moments ago suddenly seemed more interested in the carpet stains. I just wanted him to say something. There's nothing worse than that silence. So I struggled and I shouted, let me go, get your hands off me. I am 15 years old, I'm not a baby and I'm not yours, let go. And then I see a small crowd had gathered. Everyone staring and I imagined, oh, that poor father, she's a brazen little thing. Ah, she's only young once, let her live. The sins of the flesh will be punished. A man has a right to keep his family in check. And Joanna, please don't leave me, Hannah. Please stay. Please stay. I even imagined you, Mary. Yeah. Looking down, seeing all of this. And he growled at me to keep my voice down and stop making a show of myself. And that's when I said it. I shouted it at the top of my lungs, right down the centre of Main Street. Wake up, kill Thomas! So I won't be seeing you for a while, Mary. Like I said, I'm taking a trip to the big city. And I want you to promise me that you will look after Joanna. Please don't leave me, Hannah. Please stay. Please, please stay. Promised you I'd be back a few days before himself's birthday and all, so it's perfect timing. And I thought I'd bring you a little sprig of holly to celebrate. I thought it being the season and all. But I can see you've already got a few trimmings. More visitors than usual these days, I bet. Trying to earn the extra brownie points for their Christmas bonus. I heard the usual rosary brigade were up yesterday for a grand bit of praying. Mam didn't go though. Sister Maria called for her but she didn't answer the door. When I went down I just saw her sitting at the kitchen table having a good old cry for herself. She didn't know I was there. I just watched her for a while. I know what you're thinking Mary. I, I should have said something to her. Asked her, is she okay? But... But we just don't talk to each other like that. Did you miss our chats too? Confession time, I did visit another grotto in Dublin, Mary. But don't worry, she wasn't as pretty as you. Nah, she was a bit towny. But Dublin's too big for everyone to know everyone's business. People just do their own thing without having to worry of the likes of Bridie Foley or the rest of the Blue Rinsers reporting a daily summary on their whereabouts. Claire is so lucky. 
I can't wait to be older and just move to a big city. I won't stay in Ireland though, no way. London, that's where I want to go. Maybe finally get some flying lessons. I, I've been thinking about art colleges in London because Miss Lynch told me all about them and people take you seriously over there. Yeah, I know. Better get yourself finished first, Mary Mags, if I ever am to make a living out of it. I was thinking actually that I'm a <laughs> Truth is, I'd cut short my trip, Mary. I got really sick. I keep getting these pains out of nowhere. And I even fainted on the Tuesday, which was strange because that was actually a nice feeling. But then when I woke up and I saw Claire and her housemate leaning down on me all panicked, I realised I was still... I felt worse. So Claire got the bus back with me. And Mam took me to Dr. Donovan, who made it perfectly clear he was annoyed to be called away from the Christmas special of Leave It to Mrs. O'Brien. He barely said a word the whole ten minutes he examined me, except to inquire as to how my father was. And I just wanted to spit in his Maxwell house. It's not nice being sick, Mary. I hate feeling weak. I never fit into my own women of strength picture. And I thought about you a lot while I was sick. I thought about all that travelling you had to do when you were nine months having door after door closed in your face no one coming to help you sure in the end you had to make do with some barn why are people so cruel? what is it they're so afraid of? Dr Donovan told me that I had the shingles and the best cure was to stay indoors and get plenty of rest but you know me sure I can't stay indoors I need to be like you, Mary, out in the fresh air, looking up at all the passing planes and the clouds. Did it hurt when you had Jesus? They, they never teach us that side of things in the nativity story. They make it all sound peaceful, like the thing just pops out. And Jimmy said that giving birth's like trying to push a melon out your nostril. That's what it looks like on TV. But you see, you're really blessed. As your baby didn't even cry, even though it popped out at night time in a freezing barn with cows and sheep peering in on top of it. Well, that's how the song goes. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I haven't seen much of the gang since I got back. Peter and the lads are still avoiding me since that night at the black ball. It's not that I don't welcome the break, but I do miss my chats with Donal, though. He's not like the rest of them. I understand him because he doesn't seem to belong here either. There's, There's got, got to be more to life on a Sunday than Guinness, GA and Glenroe. He's always good to me. There was a peppermint cream thrown in the letterbox yesterday, and I know it was for me because he knows they're my favourite. But your Danny had nabbed it and gobbled it up by the time I reached the end of the stairs. Nothing is sacred in that house. I saw Martha yesterday. I called over to the O'Leary's. Mrs O didn't seem too keen on me being there. She kept asking me, was I sure my parents wouldn't mind? I wanted to talk to Martha. And I mean a proper chat now like the way I can with you. But it's so much harder. I'm never scared of your reactions. You look the same no matter what I tell you. But 
we started playing a game of truth. So I thought now was my chance. And even if things went terribly wrong, I could just pretend I was only joking. So we get on to the topic of secrets and Martha, Martha, I need to tell you something. You know why I don't like sting? And I began, and for the first time ever, I felt a release, free. But before I could say much more, she stopped me. Hannah, please, please don't tell me anymore. It's best not to talk about these things. I'm sure I'm joking anyway, Martha. So I laughed. And I used the I'm only joking trick anyway. Just a joke. And we went on to watch Family Ties on the telly. But I felt like I couldn't breathe. I just wanted to get out of there. I tried to convince her to go down the black ball with me and get Farley to buy us a vodka or, or play tip the can like we did when we were 10 or dance down Main Street and not to care and, and not to think about where we are or how we should behave or who's watching us or what anyone would think, just to forget about where we are and not to think. But she said that might not be such a good idea. That she was feeling tired. Maybe I should go on home for myself. I've only been gone two weeks and everything feels different. And I'm scared. Mary, I am scared. I'm scared. I'm scared, Mary. I'm scared. Mary, I'm scared. think I'd make it up to you today, Mary. <sighs> Even the die-hard prayer group parade are all wrapped up indoors. Past Mrs. Brophy on the way up to you, watching reruns of the Sullivans again. The fire blazing inside. But I like the rain. Place could do it a good wash anyway. I left school at lunchtime, but don't worry. No one noticed. I'm like a magician. I am mastering the art of being invisible. And it all worked out perfectly because I'm only missing maths in the evening and I had my last art class this morning. The final one before the project's handed up. Well, this is the moment of truth, Marys. Do you want to see yourselves? Well, do you like it? All those months. And I kept it from everyone. Wouldn't let anyone see it. That was my secret. And now, all I have to do is hand it up and it'll all be over. It'll all be... I had to leave Mary. My insides feel like I'm about to explode. Like it's going to tear my body from the inside out. I know where else to go. It's so quiet here, Mary. I love my chats with you. I always feel like I can talk to you. I can say anything and feel safe. I won't pest you anymore, Mary. I just need one last favour. I took these from the home ec room. Well, just borrowed them. I mean, I will bring them back. Scissors and a towel, sure who notice. And I read in a library book about the right way to cut it. But I'm so frightened. 
You've been through all this before, Mary, so you know. Please, please, I need you to help me. I'm praying to you now, on my knees. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. I can't, I can't, I just can't pray to you like everyone else does. And that's what I told you the first day, I just tell it like it is. So I'm going to leave something for you here now, Mary. Something for you to mind. And I know it'll be seen and found, because there's going to be your usual visitors later when the winds die down, or maybe someone coming back from school, or... Father Sweeney could hear the cries of it and I have to be strong like you Mary because you were put to the test too but against all the odds you had yours and I think it's a boy too I hope for its sake it's a boy I am I'm not going to be afraid. No, no. I must, I must be, be brave. brave. Like Amy Johnson, flying 13,000 miles high above everyone. Those people who said she'd never do it. She just leaves them all behind, suffering pains and terrible feelings of nausea. She endures all that weather can throw at her. Unrelenting rain will not break her. She crosses desert terrains, shark-infested seas, with skin blistered and burnt, and lack of sleep. Her stomach bursting, she just flies high in the clouds. One woman alone on a daring journey. And I will fly beyond this tall thicket. I'll tower over the church, among the row of houses opposite. And then I'll fly beyond Main Street, over the hill and the deserted country road. I look down as I fly over the lonely graveyard at the edge of this small town. Flying high. I will be free. That was Mary and Me, written by and starring Irene Kelleher. The sound engineer was Damien Chanel. Mary and Me by Irene Kelleher was produced by Kevin Reynolds. To hear or download this or over a hundred other plays, go to rte.ie slash drama on one. rte.ie forward slash drama on one.